With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Tyrone Carrier, and you're listening to the Rasty Boys Club. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by... Jeremy J. N. Fiend Phoenix. He's in the building. We're in the booth. We're ready to rock and roll. It's time to go. It's the Raspy Voice Kids that you're listening to, and this is Pop Culture. That pop-pop-pop-pop-pop. We have talked before, Jeremy, about etiquette on many different levels. Today, pop culture is about wedding etiquette. We're talking about a couple who made a drastic decision about how to handle people who no called, no showed for their wedding. Their wedding, Jeremy, was a big deal, evidently, because they posted a, a, an invoice of $120 per person for every person who did not show up to their wedding. People who RSVP'd and that did not make their presence present. How do you feel about that? I feel like, what is it? All things are lawful, but not all things are advantageous. Yeah, that's what the maybe Bible says. Not, yeah, maybe maybe that's not the right thing. I understand why they did it. I mean, it can be frustrating. When you set out plans and, and food, this is big-time money that we're talking about for each person who RSVP saying that they're going to come. So when they don't show up, it is a big deal. Uh, so much. I mean, kind of a big deal. It's not going to ruin your day. Um, you'll still enjoy your loved ones. You still enjoy the moment that you came to enjoy, and that's the wedding to your husband or wife whatever, you know, spouse, period. But on the flip side, I want to say it's petty because this happens all the time. Literally, this happens all the time. Like when you invite people and they RSVP, you think they're coming. But if you really think that that's cemented in stone, uh, for some people, man, that's just not the case. And I feel like that's just a chance you take, man. Just like marriage, you say uh, for better or worse, do death do, to death do us part. That don't mean that that's actually going to happen. 
So you need to factor that in. To send this invoice out for these people, man, look, you better never need them again. And I understand they RSVP'd and didn't show up. But I, just, I don't know. I, I, I sign a little bit on that. That's petty, man. I, I mean, it happens all the time. I understand how you feel, but you can't do that. Well, to be 100% fair, they did post it on Facebook with the hashtag, hashtag petty post. So they knew it was petty when they did it. And, Jeremy, even further than that, they didn't actually send the invoice to the people. They just posted it on Facebook. Does that change how you feel? No, because that's still still petty. That's still petty. Now you put these people on blast for not showing up. I don't know what the reasoning is for not showing up. But they didn't say who they were. They didn't say, like, they didn't make a list like Angela, Andrea, Ashley, Michael, John. Y'all didn't show up. Here's your invoice. They just put out the invoice. Hold up, hold up. What's that? What's that verse from LL Cool J's? Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was saying it. Angela, I love you. I love you. (laughs) From From around the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they should have got some around the way guests, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But here, okay, does this change it? It was a destination wedding, Jeremy. love me. All right, go what? It was a destination destination wedding, meaning when you RSVP'd, you knew that they were expecting you to make a trip to Jamaica. Yes. This was in yes. Jamaica. They had to pay in advance. The couple had to pay in advance based on the people who RSVP'd. So they spent the money thinking these no, people were going no, to be there. Now, the reason why it doesn't change for me is I understand that. And they are in the right. All things are lawful. They are in the right. But it's never going to work out in their favor. And no way are they going to look good or, you know, be the, yeah, stand up, do it. I would be surprised if I heard one person saying, yeah, that's the way to go. Like, it's just, I mean, I would love to say that's the way, but that's not the way things work. It just, it's just not. So, so you know that, that, you know, you send it out and the people are very clear about what's going on and how you had to spend money, but that's a chance you take. That's the truth. Truth of the matter. When you invite people to do things, that's the chance you take if you don't get the money up front, you know? But I you hear you. Done. But so they did get. On, um, real quick, from now on, makes you think that. You send in the money, and then when you get to the, the reception, you get your money back. <laughs> yeah, then you have other complaints. Because if I spent the money and I don't get there as an open bar, or the bar ain't very good, or the dancing and the care. DJ aren't very good, I want some, I want a refund. That's, that's when I'm right. asking for a refund. And that's right. And you know who's mad? Not you. Okay? <laughs> somebody, By the way. Somebody else's problem. You're saying they didn't get what they want, but they got attention from the Huffington Post. They got attention from Twitter and Facebook. And the the groom said that multiple people who did not show up came to them and apologized after seeing their Facebook posts. Yeah. You know what? For me, if something like that happened to me, which I don't know who didn't show up or who didn't show up for the for the wedding. But the truth is, you know, when, when stuff happens like, like, like that to me, when people show you who they are, deal accordingly with them. So there's people I've had dealings with who've done some shady stuff. I don't get mad. I don't run them down. I don't t- tell them off. I don't beat them up. You know what I do? I cut them off the list. You know, I mean, if I see you, I see you. Hey, look, we can chop it up if I'm around, but I'm not going out of my way to do nothing for you. You need to move. You need this person. You need that person. Don't call me. Keep my name off your list. Actually, I have a perfect example of that. I had a homeboy um, that it actually worked. Just things, things, uh, things were a little weird. Not even weird. He just acted shady. And then later on, he can't try to come back. And look, I don't mind. You will text me a few times. That's cool. But man, we ain't, we ain't kicking it. Like I'm not your dude. And it's not the person you're thinking of, Brandon. It's somebody else. Um, somebody down the I wasn't thinking of nobody, honestly. Okay. Uh, down, down what I was thinking of, what I was thinking of is the Drake line. I've been losing friends and finding peace. 
Honestly, it sounds like a fair trade to me. Wow, it's a perfect verse, son. But that's it for pop culture from the Raspy Voice Kids. What do you guys think? Would you send an invoice? How would you feel if somebody sent you an invoice and you were the person who did not go to the wedding? Let us know. Get at us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. DM us. Tweet at us. Whatever you want to do. Holla at your boys. I am very excited to announce a new sponsor to the RVK that you guys will love. Symbol. It's the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite team or whoever it is you want to invest in. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol is offering a very special giveaway to the 1012 Network and the Raspy Voice Kids. It's going to hold a drawing to give away two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. All you have to do is sign up for Symbol, make a $25 deposit using promo code RASPY12, that's R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, and you will be entered into a chance to win two tickets to your favorite team's game this season. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, RASPY12, for a chance to win two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. Visit Symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and start investing in your favorite teams now. Are you a Big 12 basketball-obsessed fan and have nowhere to go for just all of your Big 12 basketball information? Look no further because Midwest Madness is here just for you. We talk men's and women's basketball all year long. With exclusive interviews, guests that come on to talk about each team, game recaps once the season begins, and so much more content you won't know what to deal with. So for all of your Big 12 basketball needs, Midwest Madness is your place to go. Listen on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. week is so great after we win we feel so great man i'm ready for these questions i'm jn fiend jeremy phoenix i'm talking a little loud i'm gonna calm it down and i'm here with my brother brandon phoenix aka i also hate pit we got five new questions about last week about next week about all the weeks in between does doesn't even matter i was gonna make a rhyme about a song and then i forgot it doesn't even matter look joy cover it over spin that beat and you know me, I don't really like to cover that stuff up. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's segment of I Got Five on It with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm going to be giving them five fill-in-the-blank prompts. They're going to be filling those in and expanding on their thoughts. Let's get things started with the first blank. The big-time win against Virginia Tech was blank. Necessary. This was not a want. This was a need. We needed to win this game. We've been favored in all three out-of-conference games. We lost the first one. We won and covered the second one. We had to win this one. We did not only win, we covered. Good teams win. Great teams cover. It was necessary for us to beat Virginia Tech and bring that Black Diamond trophy back home where it belongs, taking them country roads. Yes, yes, yes. I love everything that you said. For me, this win was climb-saving. Climb-saving. You can fool yourself if you want, but if we'd have lost that game, 
it had been a struggle to get to, to 500 with a win against Oklahoma. This saved the climb. This saved the faith. This saved the faith in Neil Brown. If Neil Brown had lost this game, he'd be like all the presidents on money. Dead. Excuse me. The climb would have been dead. There'd have been a mass exodus. People running for the door. People screaming. Yeah. Yeah. It was that big. This win, whoo, it felt good because it saved the climb. And baby, baby, Jesus, Lord, I'm still on it. Number two, I'd like to say blank to the offensive line and the wide receivers. I'd like to say good job. And now I know some people are probably expecting a different response from some of us because of some of the things that were said about the offensive line and the receivers. But all I'm going to say is good job. What you did is what you ought to have done. As the scriptures say, won't say which one because I don't remember at this moment, but what you did is what you ought to have done. The offensive line did their job. They got it done. They lived up to their billing preseason and the receivers lived up to what I expected they could be this year. They balled. They did their best. I'd like to say good job. Yeah, man, I'm with you there. I would have said they showed out, man, way to show out offensive line and wide receivers. There's another word that people could be looking for, but if they're looking for them, put on your binoculars and go look somewhere else because I ain't saying it because I feel justified in the way I felt the end of last year and the first couple games of this year. But this game, like you said, they showed what they could be. They showed out that offensive lineman, and we'll get into it later about the pro football focus and the ratings they have for the offensive lineman. The receivers making plays. Passes weren't perfect, but they made hands Hands-on catches. They didn't have any big drops. Brother, they showed out. And if we can be this, if we can catch like this, then there's only one other place that we need to show up. By the way, me and Jeremy are both referring to the word, I'm sorry. We're not saying I'm sorry. There's nothing to be sorry about. But good job. Number three. Jarrett Bartlett's performance had the feeling of blank. It had the feeling of a coming out party. That man showed up, he showed out. After being behind Vandarius Cohen and or listed as an or with J- with Vandarius Cohen, Jared Bartlett showed he should be the starter. I did not believe that to begin the season. I did not believe that last year. I did not know he had that in him. I was as surprised as anyone else that Jared Bartlett went out and balled. But ball he did. Bruce Irvin-esque, he went out and had a coming out party on Saturday. Salute to him. I felt like, I don't know if anybody's ever heard the song uh, by Jay-Z. I can't even remember the real name of it, but I'm going to sing the part of it that I tweeted. And it, and it says, every day a star is born. Platform, platform, platform. That's what happened. We saw a star being born. Is he going to be star for the rest of the season? I don't know, but I guarantee you that on film, they are going to treat him like a star. When they play Oklahoma this week, I guarantee you they're going to circle number 10 and say, Bartlett, that boy's a dog. We got to make sure that he doesn't get pressure on the quarterback. When I saw it, the fill in the blank, when I saw it, all I thought was Bruce. Flashes of Bruce Irvin on Twitter. I got people you know, saying, hey, get that man a number 11 jersey. That man showed out. Granted, he's not done the things Bruce Irvin has done. I'm not sitting here telling you he's going to be a stud in the league. I'm telling you, against Virginia Tech, boy showed out and showed up, and that's the reason why he got all the accolades that he did. Boom. And Bruce showed him love on Twitter, too. Number four. 
Peyton Manning, saying Arch Manning, his nephew, was committing to West Virginia, is blank. Amazing. That is amazing for West Virginia. Not because it's true. Not because anybody who's paying any attention could ever have thought that what he was saying was the truth and not just a joke. It was amazing because he mentioned West Virginia on a national medium. He mentioned them and he talked about them extensively. He talked about Major. He talked about Geno. He talked about Pat White. He talked about Mark Bulger. He talked about the lineage of quarterbacks that have gone through West Virginia that so many people may not know about. He talked about West Virginia being what we are in a, in a positive way, something that does not happen in the media very often. That was amazing for West Virginia. Pat McAfee inspired that conversation and he should be given more credit and respect for what he's doing for WVU athletics than what he's been given so far. But that man, he's just put on a show and what Peyton Manning had to say about Arch Manning, even in jest was amazing. I thought it was hilarious. It was great. It was typical Peyton Manning. That's the reason why he was on SNL. He has so much personality, great wit. And what a time to say it. Obviously inspired by Pat McAfee going to West Virginia. For him to say it was truly, truly great, man. Everything you said was absolutely right. Put West Virginia in the headlines. Uh, let the Mountaineer fans get at Arch, Arch Manning. But it was hilarious and it was great. I cannot wait till Arch Manning uh, commits to somebody else so I can tweet, Peyton Manning, you're a liar. <laughs> Number five. WVU is 0-8 in conference play against Oklahoma. After Saturday, they will be blank. 0-9. This is not, go- this is not, to me, the tales of Oklahoma's demise have been greatly exaggerated. They haven't lost yet. They haven't looked great in what they've done their first three games, but I just don't see us having enough offensive firepower to beat them. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I would love to come out here and apologize to Neil Brown, Jared Dagey, and the rest of the bunch, but I can't see them being anything but 0-9 come Saturday. I'm going to tell you, like the character off of 30 Rock, we're going to be Ofer. Now, before you say it, I'm going to say his name is Tufer. That's a little play on words. We're going to be Ofer. <laughs> against Oklahoma. Look, man, I want to believe. I want to believe that we're winning the national championship every year, that we ain't losing no games. But when you have the string of run of losses, even in incredible games that we've played against Oklahoma as we had, man, brother, you got to show me something. I got to see it to believe it. I can't help it. Change my mind. I'm rooting for you. But 0-9. Well, that is it. The five questions. We answered it the way we wanted to. We, we answered it the way we felt. Real recognized real. We kept it real on here. Get at us. Where we get it right, where we get it wrong. On to the next one. Rock me, boys! Your home for everything Kansas Jayhawks is the Rock Chalk Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Metz, and every week we run through the most important stories for all your favorite Kansas programs, whether it's football, soccer, or tennis, volleyball, or basketball, baseball and softball or any other Jayhawk competition we have it we have game previews and recaps interviews with coaches and others close to the team and analysis from those who pay close attention to all of these programs you can find us by searching for rock chalk podcast on your favorite platform so start listening today i am very excited to announce a new sponsor to the rbk that you guys will love symbols It's the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams or whoever it is you want to invest in. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. 
Symbol is offering a very special giveaway to the 1012 Network and the Raspy Voice Kids. It's going to hold a drawing to give away two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. All you have to do is sign up for Symbol, make a $25 deposit using promo code RASPY12, that's R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, and you will be entered into a chance to win two tickets to your favorite team's game this season. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code RASPY12, RASPY12, for a chance to win two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. Visit symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and start investing in your favorite teams now. I know that I hurt you. Yeah. I was a child trying to be a man. To all my sons worldwide. All my juniors. I apologize for my absence. I know I left you without a name and drop. I don't know how I expected you to get your cloud up and get your money up, but don't worry. Daddy's home. Turn me up. Yeah. We are back for our last segment. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. I'm joined by... The young brother Jeremy here. I'm in the build. We're in the booth. We're ready to rock it. It's another edition of Roundup. We're starting with the Mountaineers versus Virginia Tech. Jeremy, we're going to talk about the fact that West Virginia wins the Black Diamond Trophy for the first time in over 6,000 days. For the first time since 2003, we beat Virginia Tech. It was a glorious feeling. How did you feel? Stop. Drop. Shut them down, open up, shot first. We had them like, oh, now they're like, whoa, why, baby? That's, that's how Mountaineers, they roll. Yeah. Man, that's how I felt. Like, you did that post-game immediately afterwards, and I told you don't say nothing negative because at that time, there ain't nothing negative to say. A dub is a dub. We win. Look, man, strong game, walk hard, and walk like a ball player. You know why? You are who you are, player. Seeing Country Roads raising the Black Diamond Trophy. How does it get better than that? Beating number 15, bring yourself to Mount Norton, uh, to Morgantown, and we showed you what we could do. That being said, that was Saturday. That's how I felt. Now that we're way, we're Wednesday, this will come out Thursday, and we're preparing for Oklahoma. Now, well, we can talk about the things that were, <laughs> that were so great. But overall, man, I, I just felt I felt really good. A win is a win. I don't know why it has to be stressed to Virginia and everything we do, but a win trumps everything. And when you win, it just feels good. The most important thing you can do, especially against a power five team is win. But this is not the NFL, Jeremy. A win is not a win. All wins are not created equal. Now, I don't want that to go over your head. All wins are not created equal. We're not ranked in the top 25. There's a reason. Because we didn't beat Virginia Tech the way we could have when we were up 27 to 7. Stop it. No, stop it. Stop it. Now, if we were talking about a team that wasn't Power 5, okay. But when you beat a 15 ranked team, I know we were favored. But are you serious right now? We were up 27 to 7, Jeremy. And I tweeted at that point don't take your foot off their necks. You know what we did? Took our foot off their neck. Are we going to look to be honest with you? This game, it meant a whole lot for the climb, it meant a whole lot for the program. But in conference, it didn't mean anything. We're not going to the national championship. So honestly, the most important stuff is in conference. So out of conference, the most important thing you can do against a power five team is win because it's not like we're going to be considered for the national championship. 
And, fair, table. and to be fair, we didn't just win. We covered. We were favored by three points. We won by six. So to be fair, I got to give us, a, I got to give Neil Brown and company credit. We did cover the spread. And I always say good teams win, great teams cover. So I got to give him props for that. I'm not mad, Jeremy, at how we won. It was ugly, but I'm not mad at that. I'm mad at the patterns that have been established. Does that I make sense? You. No, I, I mean, I get you to, to something, but I feel like a lot of the patterns which you're irritated with, that we've been frustrated with, all about the nation, a lot of them, um, we saw progression in this did game. We, did we, Jeremy? Jared Dagey, in the loss to Maryland, had how many turnovers? Two. One. How many did he have against Virginia Tech in a win? He had two. He had two. Statistically, according to Pro Football Focus, this was Jared Dagey, oh, sorry, according to scouts, this was the worst game of Jared Dagey's WVU career. Okay, so you got a problem with Jared Diggy. I get you. But I got a Letty problem Brown, not with Jer- not just with Let- Jared Diggy. Letty Brown went 15 carries for 23 yards against LIU, didn't yes. look good against Maryland, and balled out of control because that offensive line, which was a big thing. That was one of the big factors. Quarterback play was big too. But the other two big ones was receiver play. For us, I know that you know the coaches said they played better than what we thought, but for us, we felt like receiver play was big, offensive line play was big, and quarterback play was big. And two of the three got fixed against Virginia Tech. Well, remember, of Letty Brown's 161 yards, 80 of them came on one play, Jeremy. That's right. That's right. And then the other 80 came – I mean, the other 80 and some came on other plays. But I still felt like uh, – eye test as well as statistics, I felt like we ran the ball well. All offensive line protected uh, Deggie pretty well. The best, like, so one of the best run plays I saw was in the second half, Garrett Green running the read option, keeps the ball around the corner. If the tight end blocks correctly and hits the right man, Garrett Green might score. Jake Lance, night stare on Twitter, if you're looking for him, he brought that out, showed a video where he, where he made it very clear. Jared Green or Garrett Green might still be running if the TJ Banks makes the right block in that situation. That's right. Uh, we, have to, we have to get him up to speed. But when we're talking about the offensive line, Senator Brown Howe, I, I was listening to him. He was talking about pre, uh, the, the pro football focus. Brandon, out of all of our players who graded out on the pro football focus in the top 25 of our team against Virginia Tech, out of the top 11, Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. All five of our linemen were in the top 11 in pro football focus and where they graded out. Doug Nestor was number two. Demitter was was number six. Parker Moore was number eight. Brandon Yates was number nine. Wyatt Millam was number 11. Our offensive line, granted, you know, TJ Banks didn't make that block, but I feel like all in all, we ran the ball and created lanes and protected our quarterback a lot better against a quality defense than we had the first two games. Yeah, I was giving credit on that run for Garrett Green. I was saying they blocked really well. We just missed one block, and that was by a tight end for for a big play, a huge play. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But the truth is we're we're winning in spite of Jared Daigie right now. Okay, so if you want to focus on solo on Jared Deggie, hey, look, look, I smell what you're stepping in, bro. But it's not just – I'm not just focusing on Jared Deggie. I'm focusing on the, the decision to play Jared Deggie and Garrett Green the way they have. Jeremy, do you know how many snaps Garrett Green got? Eight. Six. Well, I, I heard eight from somewhere else. It could have been six, but you know, all right, go ahead. Even at eight, that's only two per quarter. I was hoping for at least ten, at least me too, but I do want to say that I know, like you know, like the rest of the nation recognized down the stretch in the fourth quarter on the big play before, I don't know if it got called dead or there was a penalty or something like that, uh, Garrett Green was in the game. There in was a, a penalty. Clutch, in a very clutch situation. So hopefully that shows us 
that it's going to expand his playing time. It was third and five. We get a false start, makes it third and 10. He comes out of the game. Jared Daly comes in. I didn't have a but problem he, with that. But my point is he was in the game, meaning the, they're growing in confidence. Now, granted, he needs to throw the ball deep. He needs to throw the ball before, you know, defense just know to pin your ears back because he's just running this option play. But I, for, for me, I feel like that was a big deal for me to have him in, in the game at that juncture, at that big play when the game is on the line because it shows that, you know, the coaching staff is gaining a little faith in him. I agree. And I hope that I hope that all continues. It sounds like it will by all the press conferences. Um, I love how Neil Brown is sick of talking about Garrett Green as if that's not what we're going to continue to talk about until Jared Dagey makes us stop talking about it. Brandon, legitimately, I almost came up with I almost called you and told you we need to do a whole segment on Garrett Green every week because that's all that's all it is. Every week, the 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 uh the Garrett oh it's not Garrett Green, uh Jared Dagey report. The Dagey report and come up with music because that's all we want to talk about every single week. He's given us a reason. Even on the touchdown pass to Bryce Ford Wheaton, that ball was well thrown. It was. But Bryce Ford Wheaton had to push off, which he got away with, and make an excellent catch in the end zone for that to be a score. And how many points are we leaving on the board? I mean, think about it. I mean, Letty breaks out and goes 80 yards for a touchdown. Nice. But what if that didn't happen? What happened is first play of the game, we called a perfect play. Sam Sam James and the receivers, I can't give them enough credit. They are showing up and balling out. Wide open, you hit him in stride, and we're touched seven points, you know, in the very first play of the game. But that didn't happen because the ball was disgusting. <laughs> His deep ball, you know, I'm gonna start calling it that. His deep ball is disgusting. It is. You know what's not disgusting, Jeremy? Talk to me. Our defense. WVU now leads the nation in red zone defense at 36.4% scoring rate. It doesn't matter how many yards you give up. It matters how many points you give up. We are strongly, strongly representing on the defensive side of the ball. And you know what I love, more, uh, uh, especially because of that? Last year, we had great defense. This year, we're, at, we're, we're our defense is showing that they're a real thing, that we're, we're good just like last year. But they talked about it on another show about the rotation. Great yeah. programs have a lot of rotation. Think about that defensive line, Brandon. And it's not just that they're in there. It's not just that you're putting bodies in there to get breath. Every time any of these players go in, they can make a play. You put uh, Jefferson in, he can make a play. You put Austin in, he's been making plays. You put Sean Martin in, he showed he can make plays. Mesidor, Stills, everybody that you put in, look at this rotation that's building up. And then you have Bartlett coming off a corner, and you have Indarius Cohen who can come in and come off a corner. Our defensive line is looking is looking really strong. Holding opposing offenses scoreless on trips into the red zone. The defense has already done that seven times this season, Jeremy. That's almost as many times as 2020 and 2019 combined for the entire year. Did you say scoreless? Scoreless in the red zone. You know what? That's really big. I want to highlight that point. You said scoreless because a lot of times when you get the red zone, the big thing is not giving up touchdowns. We are holding them scoreless. That's a big thing, and I didn't know that. So watching the Chiefs game, their big problem is every time a team gets in the red zone, they score a touchdown every single time. So when you show this, we're not even giving up field goals. Brandon, that's huge. Listen to this from Keenan Cummings. He counted Virginia Tech running 11 snaps from the WVU 10-yard line and in on Saturday. It resulted in six yards, two turnovers on downs, a missed field goal, and additionally, a false start. That's so that's defense, but you know what else that is, Jeremy? What? 
crowd noise. The crowd was into it on Saturday. That gold rush did what it was supposed to do. People actually went out there excited and made some noise and made a difference in that game. Before we get on the thing that I think the defense could have done better, let me just say, this play from the defense, that last play coming up big for West Virginia, that had shades of things that we've seen in this Virginia Tech-West Virginia series in the past. Yep. Had Brian King picking off, I can't even remember who the quarterback Brian was. Brian Randall. Uh, I thought it was Brian Randall in the end zone to end the game. And that, that was Grant Wiley coming over the top on fourth and one on the goal line. Um, that excitement, it was just, it was incredible. And I love that we were, no, I don't. Actually, I don't love. We should have ended it on a kneel and a blowout win. But it was more exciting to see our defense once again seal the game and be able to celebrate because of what Jackie Matthews did. Because, dog, that boy's a dog. He the sure end. is, and he's no. playing more, and I love it. Him and Daryl Porter both are doing a good job for the most part. One last thing about the defense, I'll say, fourth in the nation for tackles for a loss. Love it. Love I don't think we've. It. I don't think we've played a great offense yet. That's going to change on Saturday. Amen. I I agree one hundred percent. And and the biggest thing is for me, my only knock on the defense is the fact that we give up two touchdowns on very long drives. Now it's not just that it was very long drives. We couldn't get their offense off the field. Like that's a big thing when when it's third down and long, second down and long. Get off the field. And coming down, man, two or three times on these drives, we had them at, you know, second and really long or third and really long, and we couldn't get off the field. They converted They converted on a third and 17 uh, and a third and 24. Like in in the series, in that series, they ended up getting a first down. Yeah. I'm nitpicking, um, and I call it nitpicking because we won. If we lost, this is a big deal. But seeing as we won, it's not as big of a deal, but it's still a deal that we got to pay attention to. Get off the field on third down. All right. It's going to be important come Saturday because OU has beaten West Virginia by an average of 23.8 points in the previous eight seasons that does that if we're not including 2020, because of course we didn't play in 2020. OU comes into this game scoring the least amount in the Lincoln Riley era. Now, before you get too excited, I've been listening and paying attention to a lot of OU people right now talking about OU. There are people who are upset with Spencer Rattler, and they want to see Caleb Williams, the backup, who's got a rocket for an arm who can run for days. But I think what's happening, according to the things I'm hearing, OU has just been experimenting, basically seeing what they can do, what their offense can do, what they can get away with, and they haven't committed to an identity. I hope that this is a problem and not experimentation. If it's a problem, West Virginia University will exploit it. Jordan Leslie will exploit it. Jared Bartlett and that defensive line will exploit it. If they commit to an identity, we might be in some trouble. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And the thing that doesn't make me feel better is in our eight games playing Oklahoma in conference, they're averaging 52 points. Wait a minute. Yes, we're not talking about one explosion, explosive game. Brandon, 52 points a game against us? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Now, granted, they didn't get to play our number one defense in the country last year, but that's one year. So even if we'd have brought it down a little bit, that's one year. But there's certain teams you just match up with and certain teams you don't. And it feels like we don't match up with Oklahoma. So Oklahoma hasn't looked great against Nebraska. They look very pedestrian, especially on offense. Um Hopefully you're right. Hopefully this is not a, a, a mirage. Uh, I was trying to think of the other word, but we'll just say a mirage. And, and, and this is truly what's going on. Their offense isn't as good with Spencer Rattler, who can't run. Should teach Lincoln no. Riley 
to, to, to keep getting transfers instead of relying on actually recruiting freshmen that he has no clue how good they're really going to be. But I hope, I hope it's the truth. I hope he gets in there and uh, he's everything that we want him to be. Terrible. Spencer Rattler can run. He just hasn't been doing it. I don't know why. I don't know if he's scared. I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if he's just trying to prove he's a pocket passer. He hasn't been running. The other thing I've noticed when watching OU is that Spencer Rattler's footwork is not right. He keeps overthrowing receivers who are open. So the play designs are working, but Spencer Rattler's not connecting. And there's people who are calling for his head. They want to see Caleb Williams. We love that. We're doing it on our end. If you're doing that, that means there's a problem, and it means, again, that we can exploit it. I don't think we win because I don't think Oklahoma's really lost. I think that Oklahoma has just been trying stuff out because they knew they were going to win. They were a 22-point favorite. I believe it was 22 points against Nebraska. And basically, when OU is more than three touchdown favorite, they don't cover. Out of conference. They don't cover. So somebody was saying Vegas should stop favoring them by that much, but they just won't. Um, so... I'm hoping the same thing happens. They're not three touchdown favorites against us. It's th- the first one I saw, the first line I saw was 19 and a half points. Uh, OU minus 19 and a half. The first official one that anybody talked about was 16 and a half. It's been moving in our direction, meaning that basically people are saying they're, they're betting that we're better than what Vegas was giving us credit for to begin with. I don't know what to make of that. I know that they have like, uh, according to ESPN's FPI, a 90 something percent chance of beating us. Um, but what was their FPI when we went to the Fiesta Bowl, right? Yeah, no, you know, I just get nervous. I get nervous with this, and it's not my fault. You know, I've been scarred. We've all been scarred. We've all been there. We've all been there where it was all year. We've all been there when West Virginia actually played well offensively, when Tavon went off, one of the greatest running games that anybody's ever seen. We've all been there when Will Greer went off, and one of the greatest quarterbacking sessions we've ever seen, and they've all ended in L. So, I'd love to have faith. I'd love to tell you we're going to win this game, but like we're scarred. And, 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 uh, you know, they talk about beating, beating into submission. <laughs> That's what's happened to the Mountaineer faithful when it comes to Oklahoma. Now, if I you wouldn't want even to say, be- go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I wouldn't even say scarred because here's the difference. Last week was a must win. We had to win that game to trust the climb, right? Yeah. This week is free money. We're playing with house money. If we win the game, all that does is put a feather in Neil Brown's cap. If we lose, we were expected to lose. We were expected to get blown out, to be honest. So there's nothing really that we can lose from this game. Neil Brown is playing with house money. It gives him the opportunity to see what he can scheme up with Garrett Green. And what we've seen over these first three weeks, especially against Virginia Tech, is that in those first two drives, those first 10 to 15 plays, Neil Brown and Jared Parker, they can script offensive plays. It's the adjustments where they are not making, they're not really making any hay. They're at, we're averaging since Neil Brown got here, 9.1 points in a second half per power five team, 9.1 points a game in the second half. That's pathetic. That's 18.2 points per game. That's terrible. I, I hope you're right. You know, I mean, I mean, I hope you're right about, about how we, we could play and, and all the other stuff. It's just the thing is for me, and I, and I agree with you. We had to win last week and this week is something different. We're playing with house, house money. But for me, I look at the bigger picture. We played on national television, ESPN against Maryland. Um, against Virginia Tech, what was that? FS1 or was that ESPN? FS1. FS1, still national TV, still respectable, no big deal. Once again, for the first time this year, we're on ABC, Brandon, 7.30. Nobody else watching. When Penn State beat Auburn last week at this exact same time slot, 
they jumped up four spots. And I feel like, granted, they beat an Auburn team from the SEC. Granted, they look good. Granted, they're Penn State. They're a household name. But I think a big deal, too, was everybody was home to watch it on Saturday night at 70, uh, at 7.30 in a primetime spot. That's a big deal, not just seeing box scores, not just us being across from Alabama playing and somebody has to split their time on who they're going to watch. Saturday, coming Saturday against Oklahoma on ABC 7.30 is another huge thing for us in our brand. Now, granted, I haven't heard anybody spinning like that, but for me, it is. Because you know that night game at on ABC, everybody watches. The whole country is going to be watching. So once again, I'll say just like the Virginia Tech game, we don't have to win, but we do have to look good. Now, see, this week I'll agree with you. I disagreed with you last week. We had to win that Virginia Tech game. We were favored. We were at home. We had to win that game. And we haven't beaten them in forever. We had to win that game. I'm with you on this one. As long as we look good and looks like the offense has made progress and the defense continues to look solid, look sturdy, then I'm good. We'll, I, we'll I really will be good. Maybe not in the moment, but after I get some time to reflect. No, I mean, this is just like, you know, you go with your parent to, I don't know, whatever, a grocery store, Walmart, or whatever, and uh, you're a little kid. And if you start acting up or before you get out, your, your mom tells you, look, you get out here and act out in front of everybody and embarrass me, I'm going to embarrass you. And that's where we are. Not that we can embarrass West Virginia, but the fact of we're on national TV in front of everybody. We're in the public. Don't embarrass me. I'm tired of being embarrassed in front of everybody. Right now, Neil Brown, you're building a program. Big time win against Virginia Tech. There's recruits. There's people who are casual fans who don't pay attention to West Virginia and Pennsylvania and Ohio and Virginia and West Virginia and Maryland and places that we recruit. 7.30 on ABC, everybody's watching top five program. We both agree. We got to look good. We got to look good. Let's talk NFL. Let's get to it, man. What game had your interest this weekend? I thought it was interesting, all the Yinzers, all the Pittsburgh fandom, talking about how Pittsburgh was so good after winning that first game against the Bills, then they come back down to earth this next week against the Raiders. I think that Big Ben is done. Big Ben last year could only dink and dunk. Now he's hurt. He's hurt because he couldn't get the ball out of his hands, because they didn't run the ball really well, and their offensive line didn't do as good a job protecting him as they could have. Um, They don't even know how he got hurt. That's how many times he got hit. I think they're in trouble, and Dwayne Haskins is not the answer. The problem is, <laughs> this is for just personal. I love Pittsburgh, and I love Pittsburgh because of Mike Tomlin. I want them to win every game because I love Mike Tomlin. I don't love Pittsburgh. I love Mike Tomlin. But on the flip side, I hate Pittsburgh, Brandon, and I hate Pittsburgh because <laughs> of Ben. Roethlisberger. There's another name I could call him. Roethlisberger. Can't stand Ben Roethlisberger. So every time Pittsburgh comes on, I'm like, I'm torn. I kind of want to want them to win because of Mike Tomlin, because I love Mike Tomlin, but I don't want them to win nothing because I can't stand uh, Ben Roethlisberger. So I I don't know. Roethlisberger's time's almost up. Should have been up by now. Don't know why they didn't draft a quarterback. Maybe Haskins is the answer. Maybe he's not. I don't really care about Pittsburgh like that. But it's so funny watching the game. I'm so torn a lot of times because, like Tomlin, hate Roethlisberger. Another thing I do like about Pittsburgh, Blaine Stewart. That dude seems like a real one. He, of course, is there for all the great moments in Bill Stewart and prior to Bill Stewart's time at the helm of WVU. I like seeing Blaine Stewart. 
Huh? Yeah, Bill Stewart's Bill Stewart's son, right? Bill Stewart's son. I like seeing Blaine succeed. So that's another reason why I do like to see Pittsburgh do well. So we'll see what happens. Can Next talk game. About the, let's also say, can we talk about the showdown in Baltimore? Look, you can say what you want about the NFL, but if you're looking purely about an entertainment value of this year, it's been off the charts. Every game has been amazing from the very beginning against Dallas, against Tampa, um, to the Chiefs and Browns last week coming down to a fumble to this week. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. I, I can't stand when they say it's Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. No, no, it's different because Lamar Jackson is going against a stink Chiefs defense and Patrick Mahomes going against a really good defense. In, uh, in, in, in Baltimore defense is beat up this year, Jay. I'm just saying I they can't even play the defense they want to play because of all okay. the injuries. Maybe not them too specifically, but quarterback versus quarterback because a lot of times the two defenses aren't the same. Yeah, so it's, not, it's these, not like the NBA. Yeah, it's like it's like Dak. It's like Dak in Tampa. Dak was going against the best defense in the in the league. Some people thought, and uh, Tom Brady was going against the stinking Dallas Cowboys defense. It's not the same. The Cowboys defense ha- is better than it was. It is. It it absolutely is. I'm just saying. Um, but I hear game, what you're saying though. I get your point. You, you got my point. But the point is, the game was amazing. What what did you want? You, you saw Lamar Jackson out there looking like Michael Vick. You saw Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things. You saw it go back and forth. You saw turnovers. You heard the crowd. And then you saw somebody go for it on fourth down and one to convert to win the game. Like, it it was amazing. And just hats off to, hey, look, man, I, I like the fact that, uh, you know, Lamar got the, got the monkey off his back. You know, I, I, I kind of pulled for the Chiefs because of Pops, but... Man, it was just a great game. I pull for the Chiefs because they're most fun to watch. They're my favorite team to watch. Even with the Tampa Bay being as good as they are, they're not as fun to watch because you don't have as many um, big-time showtime moments coming from the quarterback position like you do with Patrick Mahomes, who can beat you with his legs or his arm, and you frequently does both. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and by the way, cut Clyde Edwards a lair. By the way, also cut Joe Burrow. I said it. Yeah, you heard me. I said it. Cut Why Joe Burrow. Cut Joe Burrow. Dumbest thing you said probably in several weeks. No, it's not. No, it's not. He has been he has been ruining my fantasy league for the last two weeks. Had not he, your league, just your team. Yeah, my fantasy team. Had he produced anything, I wouldn't be. I went two right now. I had to drop his butt for Derek Carr. So look, go somewhere, y'all trick. So mad at Joe Burrow right now, and I like the kid. Kid can't show up on fantasy. Gonna throw three interceptions. Every team I play got the got the MVP of the entire world every week. Every week it changes. Whoever Jeremy Phoenix team playing in fantasy, that that quarterback is gonna be MVP of the world. I'm it's like you're the Mountaineers. I'm sick of it. The only other game I want to talk about is I, I do want to talk about uh, Jameis Winston, Brandon, because I really, I really wanted to believe in him. <laughs> I really wanted to believe in him. I'm like, the man has been re- rehabilitated. He's been with Sean Payton. He's been under uh, Drew Brees. He knows not to. Brandon, did you see some of his interceptions? On yeah, Sunday? I don't understand. I don't understand what he's doing. He got LASIK. He can see now. I don't know what the problem is. No, no, no. People don't change. Tiger with his stripes. Dude don't change. Dude, don't change. Brandon, I was looking at some of those passes. Like, are, are you serious? I was trying to defend you and stick up for you, saying you've learned. And here he is throwing, his, throwing it with his left hand. I think he threw three or four interceptions. But it wasn't just that he threw the three or four interceptions. They were like throw-ups. They were the same thing that you did when you threw 30 interceptions. I'm sorry, James. I wanted to believe on you, but you and them crab legs need to go, bro. 
Well, that's it for the RVK. We got it in. We did pop culture. We did five on it. And you just got our roundup. Time to check in eventually for West Virginia versus Oklahoma. Our prediction is West Virginia will lose. Jeremy and I both agree. We hope we're wrong. We'll see what it is. And we'll get at you with the recap come Saturday night. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.